Okay, here we are. Welcome back to the Damn Right Sports Podcast. Um, if my voice goes quiet a little bit, it is a little bit late when I'm recording. But we are back. It has been a little while, and that is genuinely down to the fact that I do not want to record Bears content at the moment because of what's happening with the team. We're going to do a video soon, and it's not going to be... We're not going to be reacting to the Newcastle match. We're not going to be doing that. We're simply going to talk about what's going on with Bristol Bears. But until then, Eddie Jones releasing his England squad for the upcoming Autumn Internationals. Uh, I also have my retainers in right now, which while my voice sound, might sound a bit different to usual. We're going to go through the squad, talk about it. We're also going to go through my starting 15, some possible changes that we could make. Um, and also ask some questions about what Eddie Jones is planning to do with this squad. So we'll start. Jamie Blamire, Callum Chick, Luke Cowan-Dickey, Tom Curry, Trevor Davison, Nick Dolly, Alex Dombrandt, Charlie Ewells, Ellis Genge, Johnny Hill, Marowitoje, Courtney Laws, Lewis Ludlam, Joe Marler, George Martin, Sam Simmons, Carl Sinclair, Will Stewart, Sam Underhill. Those are the forwards. We'll talk about the forwards first. First of all, it's young. It is a young set of forwards other than a couple of notable people like uh obviously Marler's a veteran of the team Sinclair's not old but you know he's getting up there because he's been around the squad for quite a long time um Charlie Yules isn't that young but it is a young set of forwards and that is great to see some players who I don't think anybody saw getting maybe into the single team Trevor Davison you know Nick Dolly's obviously very young um Blamaya again young and exciting this is great to see We'll talk about what I do with the team later on, but there aren't any huge omissions from this that I would say are seriously missing other than the Saracens lot, <laughs> really. Jamie George, not in the squad, probably one of England's best players from, I mean, since Dylan Hartley you know, step, got out of the team and George was in, you know, played three Lions games um, against New Zealand uh, up until maybe 2020 he was absolutely brilliant and then you know obviously we know Cowan Dickey's taken over that that role for the England team um Mako been a bit of a rocky journey some say he fell out of form uh post World Cup or even some say before the World Cup I still think Mako was a class operator and he had an okay Lions tour some would say it was terrible I think it was all right um no Billy I it, it Billy's always injured <laughs> and I don't think we're going to see Billy get back to his full potential so i I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Billy play for England that much anymore. Um, because we have two, you know, young, exciting um, number eight options in the in this squad with Don Brandt and Simmons and obviously Chick as well. But I don't think I don't think really Chick gets a gets a mention with those two, to be honest. Um, also, Lewis Ludlow, not Ludlow, he's in the squad. Lewis Ludlow, Gloucester, captain, uh, open side flanker. He's a quality operator. I did notice when Gloucester were a, not a great team last year and years before, he was really good and he stepped up. He's a quality operator. And obviously he came in and played was captain for England um, over the summer and a bit before that. Um, interesting to see him not make the squad. Um, but there you go. We will move on to the backs. Mark Atkinson, Owen Farrell, Tommy Freeman, George Furbank, Max Malins, Johnny May, Rafi Quirk, Adam Rabwan, Harry Randall, Henry Slade, Marcus Smith, Freddie Stewart, Manitou Elagi, Anthony Watson, Ben Youngs. The first thing that I noticed was where are the centres? Like, there was all this talk about Ollie Lawrence and Joe Marchant coming in and adding some creativity to that midfield, which has been very in, in dire need of creativity because we've been, 
you know, running Farrell at 12. Um, not creativity, sorry. But we're looking for, you know, outside threats, outside breakers with, you know, Manu going down after. Because let's talk about, actually, we'll go through players. We'll come on to centre partnership later. Um, Mark Atkinson is 31 years old. He has not played for England and is a serious surprise inclusion. Maybe in the squad I could see it, but like the 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 training squad a couple of week uh, back in September, but to make the the actual squad for the Gotham Cup, that really showed. I I like that's a big statement. Um, obviously Farrell's going to be in the squad. Say what you like about Owen Farrell, he is still a class operator, and no surprise in the squad. He is the captain. Tommy Freeman, a lad who isn't going to get a shout uh, for a starting shirt for obvious reasons, but it's good to see young players getting involved. I think young fullbacks really have a tough time of it. Um, when they step up levels, we saw that with George Furbank when he played fullback for England. Was it last year or whenever he made his debut? Uh, George Furbank again. We'll come on to him and his mustache. Um, Max Malin's player, who I'm a huge fan of. You know, Bristol fan. What can I say? Uh, Johnny May. A lot of people don't rate Johnny May. I still think he's quality. I really do. He's obviously lost a bit of pace, and I'm not going to have people saying, "Oh, Zamet paced him." Yeah, Zamet is ten years younger. Like <laughs> Johnny May is going to lose a yard of pace. Uh, you know from three four years ago Rafi Quirk I like the fact that we've got Quirk and Randall and Young's is the only there's, there's no Dan Robson in this team some say Dan Robson deserves a starting spot I think there's no real point because all he's going to do is say he started he's good enough to start um, he's an older player who would start for a season and it would just hold back from people like Randall and Quirk and Alex Mitchell who's not in the squad which is sad to see big fan of Alex Mitchell see them not get game time that they could get and probably be a much more exciting player than Dan Robson. Um, Adam Rabwan. I love, I'm so happy to see this. He's going to be brilliant for England. I know he is. Randall. Um, you know how I feel about Harry Randall. If you listen to the Bear stuff, he's fantastic. So happy to see this. So well deserved. Um, Slade, a player, again, I'm a big fan of. Chiefs captain at the moment with with uh, Joe Simmons being down. Um, we'll come on to Slade and what he, what he brings to the squad. Marcus Smith obviously has to be it's undeniable that Smith has to be has to be playing. Um, Freddie Stewart, again, not going to get a huge run in for this team, but in, I mean, in my team personally, I don't think Jones is going to give him that starting spot. But again, good to see young players and getting involved. Tua Laggy, wrap him up in bubble wrap. Don't let this man get injured. We need him. We really, we really need him. Um, Anthony Watson, even though he's getting a bit up there in age, he's still a ridiculous player. He showed that on the Lions tour. Uh, and Ben Young's a man who some say should have been dropped so many years ago. But I I understand why he's in the squad. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go through... What, I don't know if it's... I've got two options for the team. I've got two ways I can play this. Um, also, another omission from the forwards I forgot to mention. Um, Ted Hill, Worcester captain. I would be really excited if Ted Hill was in this squad, but he's not, and that's annoying. Because you heard about it. In my Bears podcast from previous, I like having a big six. I think that's very exciting. Having a number six who is a second row, you know, who can play who can play six. I really like that. Um, I think that adds a dimension to the England team that we need. To be honest, because size, as we're going to talk about, isn't really that prominent in this England squad or hasn't been over the past few years, because you know we've been running a backline of Youngs, Ford, Farrell. Obviously, is a big lad, but he's not the quickest. Um, and then Slade, who isn't very big, um, outside of him. So, my my starting lineup would be Loosehead, Genge, 
You can say what you want about him being not disciplined. He is the captain of Leicester Tigers, and Leicester, Tiger are, Leicester Tigers are soaring at the top of the Premiership right now. He is fantastic. And uh, some people say he's always going to be an impact player, and he was never going to be like a, a, a real starting option. I think he's shored up his stuff in the scrum. He's calming down. That temperament's getting better. Um, <clears throat> and people said that Sinclair was never going to start. And now look at Sinclair, you know? So, same thing with Genge. Give him that starting role. Cowan Dickey at hooker clearly proved he was better than Jamie George. Um, and I'm happy to see Cowan Dickey. He gives 110% all game. Fantastic. Carl Sinclair, huge fan. Great in the scrum. Great hands. Great in the running game. Gives it his all. Again, temperament has let him down in the past, but he's getting better with that. Uh, at four, Maruatoje. First name on the team sheet. And set, actually, set, controversially, second name on the team sheet. I know my dad would get mad at me for not having a TJ first man on the sheet. Um, but we all know how ridiculously good he is. The only people who say that Toji gives away too many penalties um, are people who aren't England fans. Like, the thing is, he has had a tendency to give away too many penalties. But Prime Toji is the best lock in the world. That is a huge statement. That is really a huge statement. But Prime Toji is world-class. Maybe not best. He's top two. If you're going to build a fancy team of all the locks in the world... Itoje would be in that if he was prime. Um, of the players right now, that's my opinion. Five, Courtney Laws, huge physical threat. Love to see him. N nothing else needed. Six, and captain Tom Curry. I think Curry should be the captain ahead of Itoje. I think there was, I, I feel bad for Itoje in that there was too much hype around him becoming the captain a couple of years ago. Um, he doesn't have any captain experience at senior, senior. I, I know he was the captain for the England under 21 squad. But that's not the top flight of rugby, which is what he's playing now. Tom Curry is the captain of Sale, or was last year and has been, you know. Curry is the sort of player who will lead by example, just with how he plays. Um, I would definitely have a Toje as a vice-captain in this team. I would have two vice-captains, one of them being a Toje. The other one we'll get onto later. But Curry's my captain. Seven, Sam Underhill. It was disappointing that he was injured um, during the Six Nations, but we all know how ridiculously good Sam Underhill was. For so many years in England, we had no good open side flankers. We didn't even have one in the country when places like Wales and Ireland had like 10 that they could have played. And we had Sam Underhill, and he was amazing, and we were so happy. And then he got injured, and then walks Tom Curry, and people forgot about how good Sam Underhill was. He's an incredible player. When he's at his best, he is one of the best flankers in the world. At eight, again, maybe a slightly controversial choice, I'm going with Dombrandt over Simmons. As much as Sam Simmons deserves the spot, I want size in this team. I want Dombrandt because Underhill and Curry aren't the biggest. Like they're, they're obviously big blokes, but I want to match size for size because you go up against France, their back row is all huge. Like I know we're not playing them in, in this All Nations Cup, but you look at other teams around the world, their back rows are huge. This back row isn't that big with Sam Simmons in there. So I'm going to go with Dombrandt. Great player, great hands, great in the running game. Gives it 110%. Obviously won the Premiership last year. Great player. Nine, I'm going to go with Randall. This isn't Bristol Bias. The people who would start Ben Youngs in a squad where we're trying to incorporate new things, new players, new tactics, you know, youth, trying to change the brand of rugby England are playing. There is no point in playing Ben Youngs at nine. Absolutely zero point. He is... He was an incredible player, great service to England, you know, one of England's most capped players. And it's ridiculous that a back has been capped that many times. Um, 
especially a back of you know how good he was at, at his peak. But if you want quick ball, Ben Youngs isn't the man you want. That's the truth. And of Quirk and Randall, I would want Randall. His quick touch game is. I know Quirk. Okay, I just think Randall is just slightly further ahead of Quirk right now. Um, and also based on the fact that with um, with Fafta Clerk playing for Sale as well, Quirk isn't going to get all the you know all the game time when Randall is starting for Bristol. So I'm going to go with Randall. He's excellent. He will only get better playing for England. And what a scare we had with him during the Six Nations. He's in the squad. Great to see. Um, and then he gets injured. Without a cap, he could have been stolen by Wales. Wales could have taken him. And I was worried because his best mate, Callum Sheedy, obviously got that got that cap for Wales and has, you know, play, was playing for Wales. I feel like Wales could have taken him. But we got him. Don't worry. Randall is an English player, which is great. 10, Marcus Smith. It's undeniable he has to start. I do not care. I am a huge Owen Farrell fan. Huge. I, I was one of these people who wanted Farrell to start for the Lions. At a, so at like at a time, I wanted him to start for the Lions. That's how much of a foul supporter I am. But Marcus Smith is what we need at 10. He's quicker. He's more creative. He's a bigger running threat. Um, there's, it's undeniable he has to start. He's just he's what we need going forward. 11, Radwan has to start. So exciting. Crazy acceleration. Crazily talented. Brilliant. 12, Manu Tuilagi. 13, Henry Slade. Of the centre combinations, I think this is our most lethal from this squad. Ideally, I would want maybe Joe Marchant at 13 and Tuilagi at 12. Because as good as Henry Slade is as a rugby player, he's not as big an outside threat as you maybe want at 13. Although I'm still very happy in being at 13. Tuilagi at 12, we know how ridiculously good he is. His power is incredible. You, you know, every time I get a bit sad, I go back and watch uh, England beating the All Blacks in 2012. Um, watching Tuolagi fend off Richie McCaw, Aaron Smith, you know, Dan Carter, just going through everyone. That Tuolagi is insane and he can do that kind of thing. If we look back to the World Cup, I know it, we ended up in the semis and the finals going to Ford at 10 and Farrell at 12. Having Tuolagi and Slade at 12 and 13... I think was a better was a better setup for us. So that's what I want to see. 14, Anthony Watson. No question he plays. He's our best winger. He's an incredible player. 15, Max Malins. Because the thing with Malins is again he's one of these players who I think he started off as a 10 at you know, in the Saracens Saracens setup, then realized with Farrell there he's probably not going to play 10. So they started putting it full back and they've got good Ian Williams, you know, that's an incredible squad. And, and you know, Daly as well also has played a bit of 15 for Saracens. And then they went, and then he came to Bristol on loan. And Bristol went, oh, you are rapid, aren't you? We'll put you on the wing. And he did really well on the wing. So I think Watson and Malins could be interchangeable for wing and fullback. But I just think going forward, well, even though there are a lot of young fullbacks in this squad, um, you know, with the likes of Freeman and Stewart, um, and Furbank. I still think Malins is, is the number one out of those, in my opinion. I think just he's going to get it quicker than those guys are. I think he's going to become the player quicker than they are. I would want to see him play fullback, and obviously fullback can win it. They're, they're so interchangeable, I don't think it really matters that much. However, there are different ways you can run this team. Another way you can do it 
because I like having a big six. You could go with Yules or Hill at five and run Courtney Laws at six. I would love to see Ted Hill at six, but he's not in the squad. Um, yeah, you could go with Yules or Hill at at five and move Laws to six, Curry to seven, still with Don Brandt to eight. That would be a really, really big pack because Johnny Hill and Charlie Hills are both massive human beings. Laws is obviously huge. Curry's six foot one. Um, and Dom Brent is huge again. Uh, that would be really good. But the, the only issue I see with that is I don't think Charlie Charlie Yules and Johnny Hill aren't at the elite international standard that Courtney Laws is when it comes to playing second row. I think in a couple of years, Johnny Hill could be that. And, you know, obviously he's huge. That's why he was in the Lions team because he's just a massive lump. I don't think that's that viable yet. If we could maybe find somebody else to play six and put Laws back at second row, like a Ted Hill, that would possibly work. Or maybe see Callum Chick play six. That could be interesting. But yeah, I wouldn't run with that yet until we find, until Johnny Hill comes to fruition, like I think he can. However, due to the lack of centres in this side, out-and-out centres, the out-and-out, the only the only out-and-out centre you have in this side is Manny Tuolagi. Henry Slade is one of these players who, again, I think he started playing at 10, and then he was fullback, and then he was centre, and it kind of just moved about because of how the extra team and the England team was playing at the time. The only out-out centre is Tuolagi. I'm going to consider Slade as centre for this. Farrell is still a 10. Atkinson, he's a debutant. There's, I mean, obviously he's got experience, you know, being 31, but... This I think this squad is designed for us to start with Smith at ten and Farrell at twelve, and I don't want to see that. I I'm so, I don't want to see it because that is only going to diminish the way Marcus Smith looks to a lot of the English fans. I can't I, like that's going that is the way it's going to appear because having Farrell there, not a direct running threat because he hasn't got the pace, it's going to make Smith's play look less exciting. Um, obviously, still Tuolagi would be at thirteen in that side. I think Tuolagi is in the centre. He is at 12 or 13 in every single setup I do for this squad. I don't want to see Farrell at 12. I'm sorry. I think Farrell comes on the bench as your number 22. He can come on and come on at 10, or he can come in at 12 later on in the game. But to start, I want to see Smith at 10. And I want to see Tuolagi at 12. However, if we are getting physically dominated by a team in the midfield, say it Slade just isn't isn't cutting through or even to a lag he's not making a dent maybe then we switch to a team of you know we go Farrell 10 Atkinson at 12 you know being six foot six and to a laggy at 13 maybe we do that kind of thing I I don't want to see that but maybe that can happen as we saw with Dylan Hartley moving out of the England squad many years ago he moved Farrell to co-captain I can see Farrell starting as co-captain along with Curry and then maybe Farrell being on the bench and Smith, uh, and Curry becoming the captain. I would have vice captains of Atoje and Smith. I want Smith to be a, a vice captain because the 10 makes so many decisions, it makes sense to get them in a leadership role. But you cannot diminish what Owen Farrell means to that team. If it's on the bench, it's on the bench because he will provide... You, I mean, you heard... Um, I don't know if you've seen, but Adam Jones, obviously Welsh prop legend, spoke about he, you know, was sat in on England practice, and he spoke about he was like genuinely honoured to have been in that space with Farrell as captain, you know, going about 
captaincy the way he does. You cannot deny. Obviously, he's not great at talking to the ref. We all know that's a bit of a meme. But you cannot deny what Owen Farrell means to that team. I think tw- uh, 22 is a decent spot for him. I know that does bring down the amount of options we can have on the bench for, you know, threatening, you know, backs. But there are no other centres on that bench if we're going to go with Tuolagi at 12 and Slade at 13. You're not going to have Mark Atkinson at 22 because he just doesn't give you as much fertility, uh, versatility as Farrell does. And your your last man is probably going to be a steward or it's going to be a Furbank. So, yeah, I think I think Farrell on the bench works. Some people might not like it. And we're going to just quickly lastly talk about the 10 problem. You've got Ford and Farrell, 30 or 31. That's that's prime time. You know, that's prime for a rugby for a 10. That's when they're at their peak. And Ford is gone. We will not see Ford in the England squad unless Marcus Smith dive bombs, which he's not going to do. Unless Marcus Smith has either a terrible injury or plays terribly, we're not going to see George Ford in the England shirt again. I don't think. I really don't. Because there are too many young 10s right now. They had to pick out a Ford and Farrell. Farrell's the captain. It's going to be Farrell. You've got Ford. These are the these are the five tens in my opinion that are floating in the England setup. At, out and out tens, not someone like Furbank who can come in at ten. You've got Ford, Farrell, Smith, Joe Simmons, Jacob Umaga. I think Umaga getting capped in the summer was kind of just so that he doesn't go and play for New Zealand. Um, obviously with his uncle, Tan Umaga, you know, Kiwi legend. It would have obviously he would have wanted to play maybe play for the All Blacks, but. I don't think Umaga's on the level of Smith. Obviously, I, I think we all know that. But you've got those lads. Joe Simmons, I don't think, is on the level of Marcus Smith. People are, all these, all these Chiefs fans are saying that Joe Simmons is getting hated on. He's not getting hated on. He's just not as good as Smith. Simple as. Um, they both had great squads. And Marcus Smith beat him, basically. It, I think a lot of people would say that Exeter had, even had a, actually had a better squad than Quinn's did. And Marcus Smith beat him, simple as. I don't think we're going to see Joe Simmons in England shirt. And it's quite sad because he's going to be up against Smith for his whole career. And I do not want to see... We've got the, we've had the Ford Farrell problem for the past couple of years. I don't want to see the Smith-Simmons problem of them playing 10 and 12. I don't think that will happen. But if that does, I'll be incredibly upset <laughs> because that would just be wasting talent. So yeah, that is... I'll just run through my squad one more time. Genge, Cowandicki, Sinclair, Itoje, Laws, Curry, Underhill, Dombrant, Randall, Smith, Radwan, Tuolagi, Slade, Watson, Malins. That's my England team. Eddie Jones is going to start with Farrell in the team. If he doesn't, if Farrell does not start in the team in, our, in that first game or the first big game that we have, I will not be surprised if Farrell's out of the squad quickly. Um, and Smith is fully in charge. Not as captain, but I think then Tom Curry will take over as captain. If Farrell doesn't start, but I think Farrell will start that first game just because of you know what he means to the squad and how what, how Eddie Jones views him because he obviously is world class. So yeah, that's the squad. We will be getting that video out about the Bears out soon. I've just got to find the time and also the the, the willpower to, <laughs> to make that video, um, make that pod. Sorry, but yeah, this is. This is, it's been great to talk about England stuff. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of match reports on the England games, and hopefully the results can be better than the Bristol games, so the tone will be a lot better. And I am very excited for the future of English rugby based on this squad. I really am.
it's going to be very exciting times. But yeah, cheers, guys. If you could, um, you know, like the pod, share me about, drop a follow, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I will catch you guys in the next one. Cheers.